0: Welcome to the Heavy Pages Podcast, a space for women struggling with an unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, a separation survival coach, creator of the From Devastated to Divorce program, a mother of two and a survivor of my own unwanted separation and divorce. My mission is to help you avoid some of the pitfalls that extended my journey of growth and healing and to provide you with tips and tools that will help get you to a place of acceptance and empowerment. Because sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Heavy Pages. I'm so excited today because I have a super duper special guest to uh, introduce to you all and talk with. So it is Shirley Baldwin. How are you, Shirley? I am good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And Shirley is not only a author... She is also a guru coach. What do you call yourself? What's your title, Shirley?
1: I call myself the Get What You Want guru.
0: Excellent. I love it. I love it. But not only that, Shirley and I have known each other for so many years. I'm not even going to say the amount of time but so many
1: a, lot. <laughs> a lot I was trying to figure it out this way I'm like oh shoot
0: I'm old <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot and what's funny is it was in our other lives where both of us were wanting to uh, imagining that we were going to be like um super movie stars yes. and super models exactly uh so um, it was in uh an acting or modeling um modeling it was modeling
1: i think it was like both I think yeah, like I guess they did. They did both school. Yeah, and then yeah. we we both got jobs at Disney World, and we yeah, got to spend yeah. twelve hours in the middle of the night, freezing right. and acting like we were having fun in the summer. <laughs> and we just became friends. We I just remember we would try to because they would let us stay at Disney World. Remember for like the whole next day for free. Right. But then you're up all night sitting on concrete waiting for your time to go on. Yeah. But. Yeah, I always yeah. tell people like I was in the commercial for Beauty and the Beast for Little yes. Mermaid and yes. for Captain EO with Michael Jackson. Oh, remember? Yes, and um, I, man, I really tried to
0: pay attention to record it back in the day when you had to click the VCR to record it, so I yes. would be able to. I remember where I was sitting, and I'm like, "Am I going to see myself?" But yes. I, I never did. But. I love Disney, so it was really cool. It was an experience, and now you know how they do their commercials in the middle of the night where everybody's pretending that it's daytime and all excited and
1: happy. Yeah, yeah. And the crazy thing is it was their 15-year anniversary.
0: Well, that tells you something.
1: So I remember seeing that, and they've already had – I think they're at their 50th anniversary. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. If you do the math, Jesus. Yeah. I also
0: got called for Nickelodeon when they had um, Welcome Freshmen. I did Welcome Freshmen and – uh, well, she was now Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but that was more famous. She was doing another, Clarissa Explains It All or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But I have tried to look for Welcome Freshman reruns to see if I could see myself. That show, like, doesn't even exist. It must have been so yeah. bad that nobody even talks about it. And Nickelodeon well, didn't even try to put it anywhere.
1: No, and I remember that I used to wear this, like, wig, big white bow on purpose. I, I don't know. I don't even know. But anyway, I remember that one of the videos from Beauty and the Beast, it was like, it started at my bow and zoomed backwards. And I never got that. And then I was shaking Cogsworth's the clock's hand right, like in a little you. teeny tiny spot and I never got that either so those are okay. my big claim to fames back there then you, you know? and there somehow you we've managed to stay friends for all these years which is absolutely
0: so, cool. so. and our lives have taken 20 million different turns <laughs> so that is uh what we're here to talk about today because you how exciting I have your book right here which is called get what you want from your man a guide to creating the relationship you deserve yeah that's me <laughs> It's a small book with a lot of information and your story. So when I met you, you were married, mm-hmm. your first marriage. We didn't really hang out too much with the men folk while I was single. So
1: yeah, I don't even think I was married, but I was with, I was like dating or something. Oh, maybe yeah. you were with him. But right. I feel like, I can't remember anyway, if we had started earlier when we were like 15 or if we started if it was like a little bit later, but yeah, I was definitely in that relationship.
0: You were with him. And the next time that I met you, that we actually were able to see each other again was when you came to SeaWorld and I saw you at SeaWorld and you had your daughter.
1: Yeah. Yes. Which is so
0: crazy. Yeah. Tell me about your book. Tell me about your story. You obviously, my podcast is for women dealing with uh, separation and divorce, which is, you know, rough.
1: I'm a professional. <laughs>
0: That's why I I wanted to talk to you because, you know, you can give women uh, some serious hope to not, don't give up. So share with us, where would you like to start?
1: Okay. So, well, I just kind of grew up in a crazy life and I was in an, like an abusive relationship when I was 15 with a 32 year old. And it was kind of like, you know, I mean, all I have to say is that, Right. Back then, I thought it was cool, and I was just very controlled, and so I met my first husband out of that relationship, and I finally, like, escaped it, but it took me three years to get out of it, and it was just super hard on my soul. I met this person who was just so nice, so kind, and um, we were really good friends. I feel like there was never really any passion, you know, but I was being treated nice and he was also right. older, but I was 19 at the time when I got married the, se- the first time. Okay. And he, I think it was 19. He was 31 when we got married. Okay. So another older guy, but really like kind and respectful of me. And I felt like that was it. You know, I had just met the love of my life and was gonna it was going to be forever. And, and it was kind of about me, like not being in an abusive relationship. I was really grateful to be in a relationship where someone was nice to me. And so we ended up being married for 12 years and had three kids together. And when my youngest was, I believe she was about 18 months. I realized like I was kind of going through this like wild stage because I was 30 and I was ready for, life. And, you know, we were from two different decades. So my husband at the time wanted to just play golf all the time and chill. And I wanted to like have fun travel. I've always loved traveling and adventures. And anyway, I decided to become a martial artist and that's, I did, I ended up doing that for six total years, but I started getting a bunch of confidence and, learning more about myself and realizing that like we were just not a good fit. And honestly, if I was to know everything that I know now and go back that relationship probably wouldn't have ended. I, there was, you know, there's a lot of things that we have control over, which I didn't realize at the time, Sure. but I'm really grateful for where I am today. So it's hard to say that, but of you know, without, without knowing anything in the future, I, if I knew what I knew now, that we I could have made that relationship work. Well, I went from that one into a completely different relationship, like with someone who was completely different, I thought, and kind of fell back into that, you know, the negative, like abusive, lying, like a lot of things, like the very first relationship that I had. And I thought, wow, how did I pick someone that was seemingly so different, but ended up having the same kind of relationship? Right. So... I was in my first one for 12 years, my second one for six years, and then when I divorced him, he moved out and was living with another woman, so I thought maybe we should get a divorce, and I had had a child with him, so now I'm like a single mom of four kids. I was working in the MLB. I managed to – that's a whole story for a different day, but I was working as a mental skills coach in the MLB, like a scout mentor, mental skills coach, and – I just really had like a lot of things that I had worked through in my life. And so I just started kind of using the the techniques that I had used to work through things to help other people. Right. So yeah. So second marriage ends, I am by myself with four kids. I have a good job that pays the bills, but I decide that I'm going to get into another relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so... This one, I thought we had the same religious background. He was super kind. uh, A friend of mine knew him, so we kind of, like, met through a mutual friend. So I figured, like, I knew this guy, and, you know, I was going to do everything the right way, and I ended up marrying him, like, five months after we met. Wow. Yeah. So that marriage was hell (laughs) to say the least. I took on three kids or I'm sorry. I took on two kids and the daughter just wanted to destroy me. And she was 13. My kids were very like loving, kind, obedient. You know, I worked really hard to try to be the best mom. And they, these kids were just really hard on me and he was hard. And it turned out, that he was a porn addict. He was messaging and seeing people on the side. Right. I I just I could go on like 15 different things that would just blow your mind about him, but I finally escaped that relationship, but it took 8 years for me to get out. And I was at like a suicidal lowest point of my life when I finally got out of that. Wow. So that brings me to discovering myself learning a lot and to being in like this like amazing relationship I have an amazing marriage you know I'm raising three more kids so right I've had a lot of kids in my life but <laughs> this one is just so different and so maybe that's like what we're here to talk about is just like how I escaped that my book is kind of about all the things that I learned you know, I
0: wanted to touch on a couple of those relationships, starting all the way back from the first one that was not yeah. a marriage, but uh, a um abu- abusive relationship. And you were very young. Yeah. What do you feel for other young women that might feel like, hey, this older man is talking to me and it kind of. It gives you like a sense of worth, power. What what do you feel? What do you think that that young women feel when an older man is interested in them and what should they not be telling themselves?
1: Yeah, so I think now I'm like, I didn't see a red flag because I was 15. But now if my 15-year-old was a 32-year-old, I'd probably shoot him, honestly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so I feel like just... I mean, maybe trying to take a step back and I know like you're 15 or 16 or even 20 and a predator comes along, like it's exciting. And you feel like I he was my boss and I felt like I had more privileges than anyone and I did have right. more privileges, but you know, that was a, I mean, to be candid, I was raped in that relationship. I was Also, he had a seven-year-old who was half my age, and, you know, I had a lot of responsibilities with that, and I, he just put me through the ringer, like, I like I mean, I was locked in basements, I was, there were some pretty horrific things, and I think that any man who is, you know, 10 to 15 years older or more, 10 or more years older than someone who's just young, you know, before you become of age, I think is just a predator, period, like, we could not have had a real relationship because I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to have that. But at the time I felt like I was like, we all think we know everything when we're 15, you know, like I knew everything about relationships. I was also living on my own. My parents had kicked me out because I joined a religion they didn't like. And so this was also like, for me, it was maybe some safety. right? And something also that I've learned in life is we we excrete like the same endorphins, whether it's good or bad, and we can become addicted to things that are bad as well as good. So right. for me, there was some excitement and something that just kept me in that. Like it served me, which I realized that, you know, I could have gotten out of it at any time. I could have walked away, but I allowed him to control me. And and because he was a predator and he knew what he was doing and I did not know what I was doing, That was something that served me in some sort of a weird safety way.
0: Right. And, you know, probably the worry of where this is terrible, but the unknown could be even worse. Like, where am I going to go? He he might do all these horrible things, but he also pays the bills and I have a roof over my head and all of these things. And you start, especially, probably, I don't know, but you can tell me that that your self-worth and your value was not really there you hadn't had the time to really do that especially at 15 no. you know so you don't really think that you can that you had the the strength of will to do these things on your right. own so yeah
1: self-worth is definitely something and you know I try to tell my new kids like my littles I've had I mean I've had them for seven years but so I have like my kids that I birth and then my kids that are my blessings too Great. you know my extra blessings but I try to tell them a lot like self-worth is something we build over a lifetime, right? Like, I mean, it's not something you just step into. And I think our world puts so much emphasis on it, but then everyone's like, okay, I need to have self-worth, but how, why? You know, how do you do that? And so, yeah, at the time I, he had a cool car. He had a lot of money. He, you know, yeah, I wasn't on the streets all the time. Like I learned, I had, I also kind of used it for my safety. But yeah, looking back, I didn't have self-worth. Like for sure. I didn't even know what that was.
0: Yeah. And then him being the adult. Yeah. You know, they, they should know better. And he did know better, but he was counting on the fact that you didn't. That's the, you know, people say they should know better. They do know better. Don't think they don't. Don't think that they right. don't know that being with the 15 year old is not it, but they're like, she doesn't yes. and she's allowing yeah. it. And until I. As long as I can hold on to it, I'm gonna.
1: Yeah. So. And there's something with them. Anyone who, I mean, I've been on a lot of like TV shows now, news stations, radio shows, podcasts, like talking about narcissism. And right. you, we realized that like, they don't actually know that they're being that. So he did know, he knew that it was wrong, right. but also it was more important for him to like feed his ego and to get what he wanted than it was to even go to that place of, of knowing this, you know. Right. Subconscious. And I knew. So. I knew also in my gut, but I also wanted to be in it more than I wanted to listen to my gut. And so I think that's one thing like I would tell people starting from an early age, and especially women, we have an innate sense of like gut of intuition that we don't recognize as like it's a gift given to us and we need to be able to use that so i always tell people like if there's anything in your gut that makes you question something run like your gut knows our like our knowingness knows more than we know you
0: know exactly that's very true so moving on to the that first actual husband who you say wasn't really a bad guy but you guys were not in the the same place in time in the world and after you're coming from all this other stuff You didn't get to be a kid at 15. You were taking care of a seven-year-old. You were dealing with the trauma, even it is trauma. A lot of trauma, yeah. Of what you went through with that relationship that you're like, I want to, I want to feel some freedom. I want to feel some agency. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was, um, the wrong time in your life really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was a you know, looking back was more like a father-daughter kind of relationship. He took care of me. He was very um, easygoing, but then later he realized that he didn't love me the way that I needed to be loved either. You know, he was easygoing. His family talked him into marrying me because I was also easygoing and yeah, we didn't have a lot of stress. We had kids when we, by the time we had kids, we had some, like a couple of my kids had some illness hereditary illnesses and so we dealt with that kind of stuff but we didn't really like we didn't fight in in 12 years of marriage we had one fight wow and it was seven years into the marriage that we ended up having that and it was because he's putting my body down which was you know so I feel like when I look back to that relationship it was more like a father daughter relationship and also I was still feeling like there wasn't worth in me. Like I was like, this was as good as it's going to get because I wasn't worthy of anything bigger or better.
0: It almost sounds like, um, for some people that like, wow, you know, you hit the jackpot. He's, he's, he's calm. He's not causing any trouble, but you know, you don't want to just exist. You want to actually live. And, um, it's good that he also recognized that, right? Because then it's not like it's anybody's really fault. You guys recognize you mean yeah. he was there for a period of time that you needed that boost and then maybe yeah. overstayed that a little bit but you both yeah. were able to to recognize that nobody's heartbroken or
1: yeah well and i did break his heart like i think in the end it was me who exited that relationship again and right. it was a really hard thing on him but i mean to this day we're still friends he was just at my house the other day and that was uh 23 years ago that we got our divorce so we still we share kids, we share grandbabies. Right. right. We have a friendship, you Good. know, we consult each other on the kids whatever but um that That's that relationship's always been there but it's just it just was not a marriage relationship for me right. for sure.
0: Right.
1: But I didn't know that. Again, I didn't know. Of course you you didn't. So that you makes don't sense. Know what you makes don't sense. know. Yeah. No
0: you don't. That is true. So When you moved into the third relationship, do you feel at this point that, that because of course we're still talking about self-esteem that um, you felt like you couldn't be alone. You didn't want to be alone. Did you feel that you needed a partner for your worth? How how do you feel that that played in it or were you just lonely or was it really simple?
1: The third relationship was uh, my, one of my Kung Fu teachers like in martial arts. So we had a friendship and he accepted me for who I was. You know, I've always been a little bit weird, a little bit different. And <laughs> I think my first husband wanted me to like fall into this box that, and you know, people say about me, like, yeah, you have a box that's just way bigger than everyone else. is like, I, I, it's hard for me to be like stuffed into some perfect sure. woman yeah. or like living this certain space. And right. this other person allowed me to just be whatever I wanted to be. And that relationship kind of just happened. And we were two completely different people, like so opposites. And it, I think that was kind of exciting for me, you know, to have. And I feel like, um, yeah, I got way in over my head with that one. Right.
0: Was there some gut stuff? Was there some gut feelings? Had you, do you feel like this was the one with the daughters that or the, the kids that were?
1: No, this no, isn't this even that one yet. One, okay,
0: okay. This, is, so.
1: this was a guy who was four years younger than me. Okay. So, so I'm breaking patterns, right? Right. And what I realized, like, he was four years younger than me. He had a lot of issues and I could come save him. You know, that uh, was something that I could do right. or I thought I could do. And then I felt like I had the upper hand of that relationship. So I feel like I was like trying to switch a pattern and well, this person can't leave me because they need me too much. Well, then I got in over my head, had a baby with him who I love so much. He's 20 now. Of course. Wow. Um, We were married for six years, but five years and 360 of the days were hard. Like... (laughs) But you know, right, I mean, right. we didn't have good days. We right. we we really had good days. We there was a lot going on in the background. He was a bartender. He was an alcoholic. He but you know he didn't admit that until later. We're, and actually, we're still friends today too. So, yeah. and whose um, decision
0: was to end that relationship?
1: Me again. Also, okay. Yeah, and so I do these like dramatic exits. And <laughs> and to tell you the honest truth, like there was always a little bit of the next relationship was kind of starting when I was able to, when I was getting out of each relationship, which also was a pattern, right? So I kind of needed that like encouragement to get, and that is very common with people, but they feel like guilty for it or whatever. But I could see how that in some cases it can be good to, you know, maybe start to feel like you're worth something to someone else, but like maybe not a full relationship, but just kind of the beginnings of, wow, I could have something different than this. And right. so when things got really hard I ran again for the third time. Gotcha. So it kind of or oh, the second time, I'm sorry, second right. time. It kind
0: of seems like yes, the it was more about knowing someone else was waiting kind of in the wings so you're not going to have to be by yourself but you can yes. get out of this that you don't like.
1: Yes, right. And Which so is yeah,
0: where you where where the 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 work was still waiting for you to be like I am enough. To leave this relationship. It's not because of somebody else. It's because I deserve it.
1: Right. So after that relationship, I was very much like never going to marry again, never going to have a relationship with a man again. I'm going to be with my kids and be a good mom. I'd gotten my good MLB job. Mm -hmm. I had like, I pretty much had a man to fill most of my spaces. Like if I needed someone to come hang a picture, I had that. If I needed someone to talk to all night, I had that, you know, like I, if I needed compliments, I just go to the baseball field, like at a lot of my needs were being filled, like outside of a relationship. And so I thought that I didn't need one and that I could just live forever without a relationship. And I was 36 years old. So that was, you know, just a crazy time in life. I thought I don't need this. And my oldest daughter one day was like, mom, you need to stop being the man of the house and find a man of the house kind of thing. <laughs> and she was 13, you know, yeah. I'm like, what? what, what, who are you? Like, how do you know this? But so, so then I met this other guy and I, and he just like aligned. he checked all my boxes, you know, I wrote all my boxes down. And a few months into that marriage, I was like, here we go again. Right? I'm feeling the same thing. I'm finding out all this bad stuff about him, you know, like I'm being like, mentally abused and neglected and there was a lot of stuff going on and my kids were involved and I had his kids and right. we had to move the state and so there was like an upheaval with my other exes and I was just like I can't I can't do this but I also can't have three divorces like who am I to be every re- I mean I was like a relationship guru at that point I was helping everyone else with their relationships right. And I was messed up, which is kind of what we all do to begin with, you know, so <laughs> we always pick what we are struggling at to help other people with, well, right? Because so, we know what
0: to do and we can tell people what to do it. but sometimes yes. for ourselves, it's so much harder.
1: Yeah. I was really good at other people's lives for a right. really long time. I was really good at it. And so I, I mean, I had over 400 clients at that time, wow. you know, and, and I just was like, I can't get a divorce. And so I just kinda I we got in like a deeper, darker place. And this was like in the I mean, it was crazy what I would just find out about him. Right. You know, like right. hiring people on the side and that he had been fired from some jobs and that he owed a bunch of money and like he had portrayed himself to be the exact opposite. At church, he was just like everything and You know, he always made me feel like I was below him. And I thought like, this is not, my friends would be like, you are not this person. How are you allowing it? And, and again, I was allowing someone to just strip the power from me. And I mean, in the end, I had pneumonia. I was in the hospital and I wanted to die. Like literally I got to that place and I feel like.
0: So it manifested physically all of this.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. That happens a lot. Right. You know? So, so yeah, I finally got the courage to get out of that and my kids were so happy and so grateful. But again, it was just like three divorces. Who am I? And I met, I met my husband that I have now and we, we were just like best friends and I was really wanting to be careful with him. He was definitely different, you know? He was a doctor, and I thought, like, I don't want to be with a doctor. (laughs) And (laughs) I was older than him, and he's just like, I don't want to be with someone older than me. So we were just, like, really good friends. Right. And I, up to this point, people kept saying, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. Like, you need to write your life story. This is a crazy life story. So I just kept thinking, I have to become someone special in order for someone to read my story. Why would anyone read that? And then I saw that, you know, this is, I really liked this guy and I really wanted to be something different. And so I decided to take all of everything that I've learned in my life and all the advice I'd given these 400 clients and put it all on myself. Okay. And I learned that who I was being was creating my relationships. Wow. And I think that's a hard thing for me to learn and also for me to teach women because everyone's like, wait, no. Like, you you didn't rape yourself. Like, you didn't abuse yourself. No, but who I was being right. allowed that person to treat me how they treat it. Does that make sense? I mean, you
0: have to take a little, inter- be introspective and take a little responsibility about certain things, right? It's not... Yeah, you know, you can't victim blame and stuff like that, but that's not right. that's not the same as taking some no. ownership. Take some ownership yeah. of the the choices and the things that you date, the things you ignored, the things you kind of knew better on and just yeah. being as honest with yourself as you as you
1: can. Not getting out when I knew I should get out, you know, allowing someone to treat me the way they treated me. Like yeah. we we do have part in creating the relationships that we have. Right. And right. even in so So I decided one day that I would use everything that I learned. And I started using all of my techniques and my, like who I was on my husband. And he was like, I feel like I'm part of your playbook. Cause he, cause we are very honest. I'm like, I'm, we're going to communicate. And this is how we're going to communicate because I taught this, you know, I'm going to practice on you. We're going to play some, you know, communication games, whatever. So we, one morning I wrote, I woke up and I thought, I'm just going to write my book. I'm going to write a book. And that is not the book that I was going to write, but that's what came out. That's amazing. Yeah. And it sounds bad because it's get what you want from your man. But what I learned is that I needed to meet women where they were at. And we all want more, right? right? We all want more of something. And so my book is really about like meeting someone where they're at on their journey in life and helping them to one learn what it is that they truly want, and then two learn how they can get that. I love it. And how long have you been with your your husband? It's been seven years and we've been married for five.
0: You know, I think that there's, uh, I understand your fear of being okay, a third time divorced. Yeah. I mean, yeah. after every one of them, it's a stigma, right? Maybe not so much yeah. anymore, but it still kind of is. And then, you know, you add the numbers and then you're like, it's almost better not for you, but for the world's perception of you to be in this miserable marriage than be third time divorced. For sure. And that's what, you know, holds people back. And I'm sure that there are women right now that may have been divorced one or two times that are scared to even attempt a third marriage because they don't want to be a third time divorce or be like, if I try the next one, I got to be stuck in it because I can't be divorced three times. And
1: exactly. There's
0: no rules you know, don't, don't do this to yourself. Right. It's like,
1: right. And also like, know that you have the power to get out. Like you're the boss of you. And I think that's a big thing that we don't realize as women because of what's been handed down for centuries. Like we don't realize that we actually are so powerful as women, right? We have so much of the power and that's why it was taken from us. And so to have that realization that like, You have every ability to get out of something and to get into something better or to be alone or, you know, whatever your heart desires, but like you actually really have that capability and power. You
0: know, that's the, one of the main things that I, that I also talk about in other parts of my podcast is it all really comes down to your knowing your value and knowing your worth because a lot of these situations can't happen. If you do that, if you do that work and it's, it's, it's really the core. So it's figuring out, like you said earlier, how do I do it? It's a, it sounds like a buzzword, but how do we make it actually happen in life?
1: Yeah. And I feel like you have to, you know, you hear, we hear this all the time. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? Right. So I feel like whether you're in a relationship or you're not yet in one or you've been in one that's forever, why not try something different? Why not learn more about you, about your relationship, about men, about the world we live in? The more you understand, the more you have the power to steer it in a different direction.
0: I kind of think it goes in the same way of you saying that you yourself can't be put in a box Don't put a relationship and a marriage into a box. Everybody Mm. is so different that what you do, the way you choose to communicate, the way you choose to deal with your relationship and handle problems and and allow him boys weekends and you, you know, whatever it is that you do to help keep your relationship, there's no rules. If it works for you guys, it works for you guys. That's, you know, important to remember.
1: And I think one of the things... In order to do that is to learn how to have those conversations in a relationship like and and make agreements instead of having all these expectations, you know. Right.
0: And that's one of the things that you do. You help people figure out how to have those conversations, the right way to have those conversations. Yeah. Right. Because that is communication is a very big issue. And if you trying to not be adversarial. Yeah. But it's hard. And sometimes people don't know. And sometimes people do what they saw their parents do, yeah, so this is things that now in this generation, us and moving forward, yeah. I hope our kids we're able yeah. to learn to we do as women have a right to to speak up and to be heard, and For we sure. don't have to be terrible to do it. we can do it in a calm but firm
1: fashion yes. and
0: deserve yes. to be heard
1: yes, a hundred percent.
0: Well, Shirley, I am so excited that we got to do this. I've been wanting to talk to you about this forever. And I've really enjoyed your book. And I remember, (laughs) um, I think I remember when I first read your book, my daughter is 12 now, but I think when, when, um. I first had it, she was probably like eight or nine and she saw it and she's like, get what you want from your man. Well, all you have to do is take his wallet or she made some silly little <laughs> comment
1: like that. I remember like, you like. telling me that. It right? yeah. <laughs> was just oh like, God.
0: oh my gosh. But it is really a great book. So I definitely recommend that. Uh, where do you find this book?
1: You can find it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes Amazon. and Noble, Target, Walmart, whatever. It's out there out there Just look okay. it up yeah. amazon's probably the best
0: yeah everybody goes to
1: amazon so definitely so and so i also if your listeners would i'll i'll send you a link to give okay. to them right. i okay. have a okay. uh, 10 rules to fighting fear which is really good way to start navigating a different relationship so i'll give that for free to your listeners if Excellent. anyone wants that perfect uh, you'll send it to me
0: I'll put it on the show yeah. notes or or however so great well thank you so much for taking the time it's always great to catch up with you so yeah, I look forward to fun. hearing all the other things that you're doing because we still have so much more to do
1: I know we are gonna have to have like 10 more podcasts to cover everything so exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, all right well thank you so much again
1: thanks for having
0: Well, and there you have it. And a real special thanks to Shirley for taking the time to share with all of us her story. I did forget to ask her about where on social media she can be found because we were so engrossed in our conversation. But don't worry, I am going to put all of that information in the show notes for you. I will mention... Just as a side note that she does have an Instagram and she had an Instagram that had over 17,000 followers, but it got hacked by one of those crypto bros people and she was unfortunately unable to get it back. So she has to start from scratch, which for me sounds really painful because I'm struggling hard to get those numbers up there. So to lose that many followers is a bit of an ouch. So I just wanted to say that since I will be sharing her Instagram below and you will see that uh, it's got some pretty low numbers because she's starting again. But I have no doubt that she is going to be bouncing back. Anyway, thanks again for listening and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. that's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.